everybody, and welcome to the On a Bender Soccer Podcast, Episode Four. I am Graham Seventy. We have Chris Reimer. We have Kevin Hicks, and we have a new voice for you today. Our friend Aaron Pitchcolin. Hello, Aaron. Hello, friends. How are we doing? We're doing great. Probably the most uh, qualified uh, voice we've ever had on the podcast thus far. Aaron, take us through. Um, this may be longer than my journey in soccer, which started when I was six, ended when I was seven, and then restarted when I was 37. Uh, take us through your journey. You are, uh, you are the, the most well-traveled player uh, on the squad, and uh, excited, because I don't know that I've heard this story. Graham, have you heard? No, kinda, I, no I can't wait. I mean, uh, I could probably do the whole pod just on <laughs> So let's, let's jump in. Yeah, so, so maybe I'll start from the... From how I ended up finishing up my career and I ended up playing 13 years uh, professional soccer. So that spans... Wait, are you counting Bender? Because uh, <laughs> I guess we I do guess receive money. It is, it is. <laughs> All right, so it's continuing. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll start there. We'll, yeah, 13 we'll go, years we'll in the lower ranks. We'll go with 13 <laughs> years in the lower ranks. Um, and yeah, I, I started with... Um, you know, played in college, ended up getting drafted, played four years for FC Dallas. What college was that? I went to West Virginia University. Wait wait a minute. What, what team did you say you played for? Uh, FC Dallas. I know I joked about this uh, when I first met you, and I know it's a little early in the pod, but <laughs> I like to get this out of the way if, you, if you'll indulge me. Uh-oh. What, what do we got? Oh, we're digging, He's reaching. We're He's digging reaching for something. Oh, He's boy. pulling out yeah. FC Dallas FC shorts. Dallas shorts. How long have you had those, Grant? Uh, quite a few years, but I may have a Sharpie in the pocket here. I'd love oh. to get an Aaron Pitch Colon signed. Those are, those are fantastic. Let's, I'd like you to sign it right on the pod for all our viewers. <laughs> he actually has a he actually has a Sharpie in the pocket of his FC Dallas shorts. I feel like now, there's, there's got to be a story behind these shorts. The question these are not is, just shorts that you would. The you question would is, what part of the shorts will Aaron sign? <laughs> oh, I want is it right on the patch. Going right over the oh, I was going to say over the crank. Going <laughs> over the patch is where we're going. Got it. Nice. Oh, this like is great. This, Finally. What year did Aaron play there? Because those shorts look about the same year. Yeah, that's that's kind of the... Uh, I'll even throw my number in there. There you go. Yes! <laughs> Gosh. All right, guys, I'm out of here. See ya. I, will, uh, I know a guy who could do some shadow boxing if you need, uh, if you need that framed. Um, yeah, those shorts, I feel like those are... Those are not just shorts that you would buy at, at uh, your local, you know sports store so where did you I, i'm pretty sure it's a marshall's purchase it's a marshall's purchase yeah and i, I want to say probably it could be 20 years old but what years did you play there yeah so i was there from 2005 to 2009 okay so i might have bought the shorts before you were there those those shorts look like shorts that we like traveled in so those do not look wow those yeah those do that. not look like uh official they're, they're official <laughs> well, well now they're really official with your signature on there all right, um, so you're at West Virginia. Yep, at, at West Virginia. Um, Scored a lot of goals there, right? Not really. I, I, I did okay. You I, played up top. No, I played, I played midfield in, in college. Okay. And then to, you know, when I kind of saw that I had the potential to play professional, it was like your best position is probably like a center back. Because I'm tall, um, not particularly pacey. <laughs> I'm slow. I'm slow. I don't know about that. Um, so yeah, my my best position from a professional perspective would be from a center back. 
Um, so got into uh, the Combine, got drafted. Um, four years in Dallas, I got traded to San Jose in 2009. Um, played a season there, got injured, and then got released the following preseason. And then I bounced around um, in the second division at the time was called the NASL. So for those of you who are old soccer fans, it was the, the second reincarnation of the NASL. Um, so bounced around to a bunch of teams through there. Um, ended up playing for a team here in Jacksonville um, called the Armada and finished up my career here. And that's where I met these, uh, these lovely gentlemen um, from on a bender. So uh, Aaron's wife worked with me when I was at the PGA Tour. And, um, you know, those, those might have been the, uh, the sketchy years of on a bender. You know, they, that's when the, the 30s started getting to 35, 38. We started losing a lot of our older guys to injury, which is still happening. And we found out that there was this mysterious Aaron Pitchcolin husband dude who, uh, who actually played soccer. And I remember meeting Aaron in the, uh, who was in the, the cafe at the PGA Tour where I uh, kind of big time and told him he'd have to try out, which is still one of my favorite moments of saying, yeah, you know, maybe we'll take you. We'll see. Maybe, why don't you come out for one game and kick it around and, and, and we'll see if we really want you on the team. So that was. Uh, I would love to see his face when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> the nice part about Aaron, and I think we can all agree on this, is despite. How you know he says he's not pacey and he says he's slow. He would he would burn just about any of us out on the field. Absolutely. The first time he came out, I remember thinking, "Oh, that's what soccer's supposed to look like." You know, it's 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 funny how the first touch, the you know the positioning, the defense that he plays, just it, it's like okay. Watching him, I learn so much just about how soccer should be played, but. The nice part is he fit in with Bender on all the other parts of it. Yeah, he's good at soccer, but it, it could be easy to be good at soccer and come out and just be an asshole to us because, you know, we never probably put the ball where he wants it. We, you know, uh, our touch is terrible, and he's always so good and supportive of us, um, and, and it's awesome to, to have him on the score. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Never once has he said anything on the field. <laughs> Whereas Kevin, Kevin not, Graham and I all yell at people when they mess up and we're so far from perfect. But yeah, I, we, I always wait for far enough distance to where they can't hear. <laughs> there you go. So the fu- a funny story about this, when, when you, I guess, had talked to Jamie, you sent a text to me and Graham, and I don't remember who was on there, Should, what do you think? And I couldn't say... I, I may have said a, a cuss word. Yes, uh, and Graham's like, I don't know. We got to make sure he fits in because you know it's true. It's true. The attitude is a, a big deal. We hadn't met the guy. Um, I think I'd already signed him up for the first team before we got confirmation that he was going to. I think play. you paid for him. I did. I the think first you up and paid and said, "You're on the team, no matter how many games you can come play." We, we talked about this later. It wasn't until like the third <laughs> season where I was. I didn't even know there was like an entry process. He's like, or you like, paid. Dude, oh, you have to pay to play in this yeah. league? <laughs> oh, yes. And at the time, he was still figuring out, you know, was he going to keep playing? Was he going to Was he going to coach? And yeah. so it was kind of a question of how long we'd have him for. Um, and now it's, you know, I I think this. So you can tell if this is true. How how much, what percentage did, did Anna Bender actually help you kind of transition from, God, should I go keep chasing – the playing career or should I go because you, you've transitioned now into civilian life yes. um, from from professional soccer life and I'm curious 
you know, did we help 10%? Was it, was it at least an outlet for you? No, it, it's, it's huge. And that's what I tell, I probably don't tell you guys this, but I definitely tell Yeah, he can't oh, use his hands with sorry, Mike. If he he could have caught that with his feet if it throw, wasn't on a table. Throwing mics all over the place here. <laughs> but I tell Jamie this all the time. And it's, it's you know, Bender is, soccer's fun. And it's good to get out there and, and run around with, with the guys. But, like, the best part is the the banter, you know, either before or afterwards. We're having some beers. I'm getting emotional. Like catching, <laughs> catching up with, with, you know, what's going on in people's lives and getting to know people that way, I think, is the, the best uh, the best part about it. Because from a playing perspective, obviously, it's it's great, you know, playing professional soccer and getting paid and doing all that stuff. But, um, you know, the best, you know, you talk to any, any athlete in any sport, you'll say what they miss the most is, you know, in the locker rooms, the trips, the... Um, you know, it's just kind of the, the really stupid daily banter that, that you have is, is what you miss most. And that's what uh, Benner definitely has, has filled that in, in more. So it's a lot uh, of us, a lot of us play golf, <coughs> play golf and a lot of athletes go into golf because that's the competitive outlet that yeah. you, you, I was a, a, a American football player and there's just nowhere to go where you can put pads on and a helmet and go play, you know, 11 on 11 tackle football and be honest you wouldn't really want to you can play flag but the core of the game is hard to get a group together if you play baseball it's the same thing yeah you can go play softball but it's a little bit different this is nice because you can we still get out there and we play 11 on 11 and it's it literally keeps a lot of us you know when when we start pushing the high end of our weight that we want to see ourselves out it's probably more for bender that we try to get back down and get back into shape the funny thing was when we heard his name i remember us texting around his you know his stats and his Wikipedia page, and I remember how excited we were. So I was, I was, I was happy to keep it cool. What got you going back before college? What was your introduction to the game? Because I think that's something that's important in the U.S. As we watch our men's team, you know, they came back and and one we'll get in the Honduras game a little bit. But mm-hmm. like, so many kids are going to baseball, football, you know, basketball, the other sports, like. What kind of got you into soccer so much so that it became your sport in high school and on yeah. college? Yeah, so I think it started just with, you know, in my neighborhood, I had a good friend who, who played on this the soccer team, this local local soccer team, and just got me excited to play. And I was, you know, five or six, um, you know, just probably played just like anybody else would. You just, you're out there with your friends, you're not thinking too much about it, like, oh, this is definitely my, my thing. It's just something you do to hang out with your friends. Um, and that just kind of grew. I played played basketball, played baseball, um, and then as I got older, those just kind of fell to the side and uh, stuck with soccer. So um, I don't know what it was. I think more f- so with soccer, it was maybe because I was a little bit uh, nonconformist. I feel like it was it was the sport that wasn't super popular at the time. You couldn't always watch a game on TV. Um, so all of those things were, were kind of interesting to me. Um, and then the whole worldwide aspect of seeing players from Brazil. And I, I would say like the 94 World Cup in the USA had a huge impact on me because I was 11 at the time. So I was young enough to really, um, you know, have that like amazement about, you know, professional sports and, and really, you know, big time soccer players. And then also old enough to understand what was going on. So I think it, it hit me at like the perfect time. Um, so I think from from that perspective, once the 94 World Cup hit, I was like hooked on soccer. And I, I knew all the the players, the teams, um, and was just like obsessed with it. What, uh, what would you say your three kind of 
biggest moments were. Like, like as a player, I remember, you know, scoring a winning goal in high, or winning a, a winning touchdown in high school. And I'll go back and relive that with my kids as often as I can and let them know that their dad used to be somebody. What are you going to show Will, your young boy, you know, game winner, other than on a bender? Uh, what were some of the moments you had either in college or, you know, through your professional career that, that you look back on? That was a cool moment. Yeah. Um, there's a couple that I look back. Again, being old and, and <laughs> retired <laughs> retired now, and, and looking back, there's there's some on the field stuff, and there's some off the field stuff that that I thought was cool, or that like you know the the middle school me would think was cool. And uh, one of them is um, being on an upper deck MLS card. So so uh, I was on one in my rookie year and later on in my in my career and I remember just when I, I saw those come out and I like held it I was just like whoa this is <laughs> like this is cool and I, I grew up with sports cards I know they kind of fell off I feel like they're coming back in different mm-hmm. in different waves now with uh, the NFT stuff and, and things like that but like holding your your own upper deck card is was, was something that was like cool I was uh, I was at University of Arizona on the football team and I was so buried on the depth chart that the first two years, you know, the video game comes out because back then we had EA Sports and I was nowhere to be seen on the roster. And I remember the last year, I was like fifth slash sixth on the wide receiver depth chart. And I remember just waiting for the game to come out because then I could live in infinity. Like then I'll never die. I'll always be. So you, you've, you've lived on with your card that will always be out there. I got the game, I got home and there was a kid they had recruited that didn't even make the team. And, and they had him on there. And so I always would create myself in the create your own player. I was so sad because all I had ever wanted to be was on a video game and it, it, it didn't happen. What, oh. um, what are some of the guys the listeners would recognize? I know that one time we were going into a championship game and I think you had Schweinstager uh, film a video for us. Who are some of the guys that you played with that you know the listeners might recognize or know some of your good friends? This is yeah. a cool picture of somebody you might recognize. He's in the picture with. David Beckham. Uh, yeah, I remember was... I was telling some people who I was playing with, so I looked up a picture and I sent them that one. It's it's that guy playing on the field with Beckham. That's a yeah. pretty good one. Yeah, so that's another one where another instance where you're like, wow, this is this is cool playing professional locker. And obviously, I, I grew up watching watching Beckham, and you know when he played for Man United, and um, later on went to Real Madrid, and is obviously you know one of the biggest soccer players in the world. But you know outside of soccer, um, you know he's like reached um you know parts of entertainment and and you know hollywood that other soccer players just don't get to so um yeah actually um like walking out of the tunnel with you know david beckham in front of you just kind of has this weird aura of like you know this is this is really cool yeah Um, so that's 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 definitely one of them a little Um, different than going up against dom dom's ball Who else? Give us some other ones. Or maybe guys you played alongside. Yeah. Um, some other ones. I played with Danielson. Um, for those of you who are fans of the... This is going back. I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting up there now. So it's... Uh, Still the youngest in the room. Like the... Uh, the... Uh, <laughs> The, uh, the 98 World Cup, he was the uh, Brazilian left-footed player who would do a thousand step-overs and would just come on as a sub and just, like, dazzle people. Um, so he was – he came to FC Dallas for a season, um, and that was that was a cool moment. Um, and a great dude, um, really nice guy. Didn't speak 
uh, didn't speak English, but he, he was so nice to everybody and was, yeah, awesome, awesome to play with. Um, Probably fun to defend him, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. He was, he was getting towards the end of his career, obviously, but he was still, you know, he still had an unbelievable touch. Um, yeah, Beckham was definitely the biggest one, the biggest name. Um, Yori Jorkaev, who played for France's 98 um, World Cup winning team. Um, was one who played in New York for a while that I thought was really cool to play against. Um, yeah, those are probably like the bigger names um, that, that I've come across. But um, yeah, looking back now, it's it's kind of cool to, to look at lineups and say like, oh, I think I played against, you know, uh, you talk about the U.S. soccer team. I, Greg Berhalter, when he retired from the, the, uh, the Galaxy, he went on to coach and um, played against him there. So um, it's kind of cool that you, you cross paths with all these people and soccer is it's it's big it's global but it's it's kind of a, a small knit uh, team as well so and then this I don't I don't mean this may sound derogatory so I don't mean for it to but like how <laughs> close did you come to sniffing the U.S. team um not really okay I was never in youth national teams growing up I was never like a top player or in, involved in any of the youth national teams um, so I never had a breakout MLS season where the coach was like hey we gotta, we gotta get Aaron in the squad Right. Uh, that never happened I was very much a uh, you know kind of grind it out yeah. I would you know start half the games you know sit on the bench for half the games and just kind of um, that was kind of my career. With it seems like they're lost. I don't know about you guys, but maybe <laughs> maybe that's the problem with the U.S. Men's National Squad. <laughs> All right, Aaron or uh, Graham, what do we have next? Kind of on the things, unless you guys have any other, uh, you know, looking back at Aaron Pitch Colin's career, deep dive behind the music. Well, I could say he he may have saved 11s for me because uh, <laughs> when he right. came in, I was str- I was in the midfield playing 11s, 45 minute halves. And uh, I was struggling. So uh, I was thinking about pulling Bender to go all sevens because sevens is just 25-minute halves. It's a lot shorter field, not as much running. And then the savior, Aaron, came in the middle with me. And it, uh, it's definitely, uh, definitely for me, has extended it, the Hicks it has career. extended the Hicks 11s run. Well, I, I do remember my first Bender game. I think it was towards the end of the season. I don't know if it was a playoff game or it was like we had to win to get into the playoffs or, or something. But I remember That's the, usually how it works. <laughs> but I remember the first couple of games didn't go great because I, I think we lost to... Uh, Die, uh, no, um, Diablos. Diablos. Got us. Yes. Yeah, I remember, I remember that. And it was... Well, you you got hurt like you know, or you were still kind of with Armada, and your ankle was tweaked. Yeah, I and I kept asking you like every two minutes, Aaron, can you get back in? And that's what like, it was. I, yeah, yeah, I did. I had to. No, I can't. And, and you're like, no. Uh, <laughs> so we hung on. Real team I play for, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we, we were hanging on in overtime, and then they finally they finally scored in overtime. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Mike. Dirty Mike. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He showed up last week. But that's a good. Speaking of Bender, let's let's you know let's go into what happened on Sunday. Uh, big playoff game, more than half the team not available. We had to do some patchwork, and it sounds like it was amazing. I I missed it. I wish I was there. I was so excited to receive the text that we were victorious. So uh, I I mean maybe we start here with Rhyme or the, the game oh, winner here. Or do you want? Well, let's, yeah. let's. I mean, go back to the beginning. Yeah, but why let's don't you, go back uh, give to us, so the if, scene. If there are players. If you wanted to rank the players that we can't really do without an over 30s, right? Because I'm, you know, 
I'm kind of like Aaron was in the MLS. I'm the scrappy, you know, defender who plays about half the game when they need a lift, but um, in, in over 30s. Uh, so the first player we can't do without is Aaron. So he was there. So we had he, we had he's one, two, and three. We had number one, two, and three. From there it goes: Kevin, Carlton, Luke, Graham, uh, probably Shane slash James because we need to have a goalie in in there. Without a goalie, we're 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 pretty poor. So we were missing Kevin, who shredded his ankle in our doubleheader the week before. Carlton and Luke. Carlton's out of town. Luke, uh, his wife had a baby, which I don't know if which, that yeah, qualifies. I, I mean, it's pretty talk, suspect. Um, and Graham's out of town. Alex Williams out of town. Alex Williams out of town. Uh, Darren's hurt. Pat yes. wasn't able to be there out of town. Darren's hurt. So it was bare bones. It was. We had to pull some. We we pulled Travis up from down from over forties, however you want to say it. The legend that is Travis. Yep, and. Um, you know, we had James, so we we basically had seven or eight guys. Kevin was on the sideline coaching. Jake Gordon came from you know being the guy that always signs up and never plays to actually showing up. He had his knee pads on. Um, Corey too, right? Corey, Corey we Corey pulled from forties. Um, How many empty Bud Light cans fell out of his truck when he pulled up? Uh, yeah, I think I think he just just left um, Ginger's actually to come to the game. Amazing, I um, love you, Corey. So things, you know, Vegas had the line at. at Two and a half, you know that we were we were we were uh, underdogs. It, it was moving higher at half. I mean, even yeah. it warm up. And so, <laughs> the first thing I'll say is that our boy Travis, who couldn't be with us today, um, supposed to be here, but he's having a, his fifth child here pretty soon in the last two years. Um, so, uh, about the first fifteen seconds of the game, maybe a little more, maybe five minutes of the game. The speed and the pace of over 30s is certainly a little bit different than it is for over 40s. Just the, the the amount of time you have to pass the ball is very quick, very, you know, touch and move type of game. And something happened in our boy. Something where it clicked and he was like, he was as inspired and excited to play. I think the, the clouds parted, the sun, yeah, just highlighted yeah. him. It was he he was absolutely a man possessed, and it was so fun to watch him like just go all in. The, the body doesn't work as well as it used to before, but our boy was our boy was in, and that was it, really fun to it's see. It's usually pretty quiet on the field, but Travis he got into it, and he was he yeah. was directing people. Keep your it space, was, yeah. It was, but he it was, was just—he was just—he came off in the first water break. Goes, oh, this is a little quicker, and it, you could just tell he was into it. So that was fun. Um, we played. We played. Uh, yeah, we played inspired, and we held them. I think first half zero zero. Yeah, is that right? Um, which I mean, these guys were a good team. A lot of good. Uh, a lot of good touch on their side. A lot of big boys, and and uh, you know they they probably had one really good chance in the first half a guy rocketed a shot across goal and there was somebody at the back post who you know just get your foot in the just way of the ball <laughs> and and direct it and he ended up missing um it's what you call a sitter in yeah yeah he, completely he, whipped it. he completely whiffed the sitter um <laughs> so second half um you know i basically just parked my ass in the back normally i i like to make some runs from the back but but i was dead so i just really focused on defense in the in the second half um i'd say with about 12 minutes left maybe a little more yeah. um james rocketed a corner basically 
McCarthy's the only guy on the team dumb enough to just throw himself through people and at this ball. It was a classic McCarthy, all heart, go for break, break. And, J- and Jake did Jake and got in the way of somebody and was on the ground when we scored. Yeah, he knocked himself down in at least one, maybe two others. <laughs> yeah, and grunted really loudly. Uh, yeah. McCarthy, I said, it would have been a targeting penalty if soccer had targeting, the way he attacked that ball yeah. with the crown of his head. But, God, it was a pretty goal. Yeah, one of, one of the better corner kick goals. It was beautiful. That, that and had. in sevens, it's always... You don't see a lot of header goals. Oh yeah, in no. sevens, just because the goal is so small and it gets so packed on the corners. Um, yeah, Dan, Dan's the only one scoring that goal. For sure. And our our boy Shane, our goalie, played lights out, uh, made a number of just saves that were that were just huge that kept us in the game. Um, and then they they hit a cross just into the box that was a pass, and for whatever reason. James kind of tried to step in front of the of the of the opposing player. Shane also tried to run out a goal and step in front and got caught in no man's land. And nobody touched the ball and the pass just rolled into the net. <laughs> oh, so that's how they tied. They had a number of chances that should have been goals. Right. So it's kind of you know when we scored, I, I remember there were seven minutes uh, left. Oh. So I was like, just hang on, seven minutes to hang on, and then. We gave up. Shane had played just an unbelievable game, and it was just kind of miscommunication, and the ball just kind of dribbles in the net. And how much was left? How much time was left uh, then? It was probably it was six, right around five. Or so six. right, it was yeah, almost quick back after to back. The header, yeah. yeah okay. Minutes, yeah. All right. So we held on, um, and then of course, you know, by that point, Corey had gotten hurt. Um, so we had zero subs. Yeah, we were all dying too, and yeah, and it was, it was hot. It was hot. And you know, Jake, Travis, and I aren't meant to play every minute of a game like that. Um, so we go to Golden Goal, extra time, um, ten minutes. Yeah, uh, boy, Aaron had one where he kind of you know juked a guy on out on the left wing and ended up carrying it almost all the way to goal down the side the baseline. I don't know if it's called the touchline, the baseline. What's it called? It's good. It's good. End line. Right? The end line, end line, end line. Uh, he didn't have much of an angle, but he, he put one that just narrowly missed, and I thought that was going to be the game winner. And then um, they had one chance where uh, the guy juked Travis and and was going to rifle a shot. And I just happened to get there last second and get a leg in the way. I don't know if Shane was that, would have saved that. Did you or not. did you block that with your ass or what I was that? I think it the, was a cheek block. Yeah, cheek yeah, block. Which I mean, it's a good one. It's a great ass. Best kind of ass. I do have a, a tattoo of two green feet on my ass from the military that I'll show you guys someday. I think, oh boy. I think it hit me right on the green feet. Special pot. Uh, <laughs> I feel special. I've seen them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, so anyway, there we are uh, in PKs. And, um, Best of three, which yeah. I didn't know. Right. Didn't know and either. so what's obviously Aaron goes first for us. And what is it? It's only like seven yards. They're smaller yes. goals. Yeah, small it's goals. like seven yards. Yeah. Really so close. It's pretty close. So yeah. they um, they decide to switch goalies to a, a large Yeah, dude, they put a bigger dude. One of their bigger guys. He played college. This guy, they switched, and I heard him saying, you know, we're switching. He played collegiate In, uh, goalie. Yeah. I don't know what college he played. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually uh, a way you're supposed to go about penalties. There's they've taken um, a bunch of statistics over all the penalty shootouts that oh, they, there's been. And I was not aware of this. If you shoot first, you have a you have better odds of winning. Okay. Huh. Second. So I go up there to take the coin toss. I also lost the coin toss um, in regulation. In regulation. Great. So I go up there and I I go with tails never fails failed mm-hmm. on me twice in a row. 
Uh, so they get a. They were smart and they picked first. So, you know, statistically, that's uh, that's an advantage. Is it? Does it matter first and make versus first and miss? I'm sure that's another layer yes, to that yeah, whole thing. Whole, I think anybody who ever misses likely yeah. statistics go. Yeah, yeah go down. Especially <laughs> yeah. 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 with three kicks. Yeah. So right. yeah, so that is very so true. we we maybe started off a little bit a little bit on the back foot, and but, then we left it up to coach. Coach Hicks, yeah, coach, who was out uh, there, you coach, know, coach there was a lot of talk of who our three players were going to be. So we, we knew two. Aaron obviously yeah. won. And Aaron James, and James has a cannon of a foot. Yeah. Uh, the third was questionable. Um, it was really between Shane and Dan is yeah. what we were talking about. Shane has a good left sure. leg. Yeah. Uh, Dan had scored the only goal and played his heart out. He's a bender, you know, kind of an early adopter. Yeah, scrappy, diehard. He had scored the goal. Great Shane was goal. in goalie. I had said, when I came to the sidelines, I said Aaron, James, and Shane. Yeah. Those were yeah. my three. And then and Shane Kevin was and Aaron to. were talking, and I realized, who the hell am I to make this decision? Give it to the coach. Well, I think you also want to, like, if Dan's rearing to take one, then you know right. you got to go with the guy that's confident, he too. He was. He had scored the goal. Yeah. Um, he does listen to this podcast, so let's be careful if we talk shit. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was uh, so he no, knowing, knowing that he listens to it. So, then yeah. let's, let's really so they it. made the first goal. Uh, I feel like you said made, that because of what I was about. To say. I wasn't it, about to say they anything. made their first. Um, All right, then Aaron, then Aaron's then up. Aaron, what'd you do with I yours? Mean, I went, I went low, low goalkeeper right. Yeah, is there stats on they that too? It. Right versus left, up versus <laughs> down. Like, I don't, I don't know that. The well, stats, hey, I'm sure, I'm sure there is. Hit it as hard as I'm you sure can. Yeah, you made it. Yeah, yeah. All right, so then they go. They go. They hit the. Is that the crossbar? They the, hit the, the first one. I think they made. Yeah, they made theirs. The, the second one, James. Oh, the second they one. For them. Yeah, second they hit one. the crossbar. Yeah. They hit yes. the crossbar. Yes. Okay, so now we're so feeling. James is up. Now we're yeah. feeling good. Feeling good. Okay. James, James blasts his. Right down the yeah, middle, just, just a Carlton type PK. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so now, now we have the advantage. Have the advantage, then they go, they make. So, so we go to win. At we that go point. to win. So we go. So yeah. So Dan. They so the coach comes out. in. And Shane thinks he's taking it. They said, oh, "You no. make the call." I said, "Dan, you're up." Oh no. Uh, he lines up straight behind the ball. I Almost to the right side. I thought he was going to hit it with his left foot. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then he went outside of he the. He kind of went outside toeish. Outside, yeah, right. Like the toe, like the pinky toe. Yeah. 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 Outside of A the pinky. right foot, he hit the post, right, and he, then the goalie, or was it just right at the goalie? I think he, I think it was goalie, goalie post, post yeah. Yeah. and then so it was. He was ready to follow it up. He ran in like <laughs> yeah. he was going to follow it up. In typical band fashion, yeah, he ran up he to, uh, to, yeah. He tried to dive and head it in off the ground. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, so a big, big save from the goalie, and then it goes to sudden death. And their guy hits the right post. post yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I actually, was it a little high or was that the first one? The first one was high. The second one was a little high, too. Because I feel, like, I feel like Shane was kind of there, but then it yeah. also hit the post. Yeah, so clanks one off the post, and then the, the scene is set. Well, again, Shane walks up thinking right. he's going to take so it. So that, yeah. that's what I was going to ask. So <laughs> I don't even think I called it that one. Reimer called his own number. Yeah, Travis one. kept calling himself, and I had to say, we probably need to go with somebody who's on the roster. Yes. That, that, yeah, that's probably something we need to do here. Uh, you might have been the last one on the roster. But, but again, <laughs> Travis was so locked in. Yeah. He, he yeah, wanted he it. He was, he was ready. He's like, I, I could take it. And, and I had, for whatever reason, the last 40s game we played – I had started kind of practicing some PKs. I don't know why. 
Just felt, oh. just felt like well, I needed it. Now we all know. Cla- clairvoyant it. rhymer. So, so I, I stepped up and hit as hard as I could. Just drilled yeah. it. It was a pill. Where to go? What, what it side? was low right, right goalie left, right side, my right, and the goalie kind of dove the wrong way. It still hit his leg. Uh, maybe got a hand on it. But it was know, drilled. It, it was, was another one that was just, it, it, it was, was a pill. And yeah. tell, wh- how was that? I mean, I know what it was like probably for everybody else, uh, but how did that feel to you? I was so exhausted. Like, it was, there, there, like I didn't really... How was the celebration? Did you fall down? No, you... I just kind of walked to the I, sideline, and then Jay it, went nuts and poured his water on me. It wasn't like when he hit the hole-in-one, and we ran a no. full quarter mile. It but it was like, act like you've been there before. Well, and also... <laughs> no, like, it wasn't that. It was, we were all, thought we were going to pass out. Yeah, honestly, though, I feel like... You guys correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like you're supposed to make PKs. I feel like it's a bigger celebration if the goalie saves one to win. Yeah. Um, I know in sevens it's a little more difficult, but it's fair. I feel like you're supposed to make PKs. Like the, yeah. the percentages are you should, if you're standing with the ball and there's no defense and you're seven yards from the goal, you should make it. And, you, you know, it's one of those things you feel bad for the other team a little bit. Yeah. We've been on the other end of losing a PK battle, and it just sucks. Well, <laughs> especially to a – team of vagabonds like us yeah. like that they, <laughs> yeah their their goalkeeper is pissed but the the, yeah. the the celebration kind of happened more when we got back to the sidelines and people realized we had won and then when we got to our core stubbies um, yeah the stubbies i saw the picture of that that over the course lights just makes it that much sweeter well let's not kid ourselves we went to about 8 p.m yeah with the uh, we kept going old fashioned i mean it, yeah it didn't stop i will say my daughter who's now 13 Carissa Jellybean Princess Pants Rhymer. Uh, That's her given name. She's probably logged the most games as a fan of Ender. Of all of our fans, she's probably come to the most games. Because there was a stretch from when she was about five or six years old till she was about ten. Where she would traditionally come only because it was the time I would would buy her donuts. And then she could have as much screen time with her iPad or her iTouch or her iPhone on the sidelines without anybody telling her she couldn't. Um, but she showed up to this one, and, and she watched, and, and she, she was there. And she watched that on the way home. She said, "Dad, I'm proud of you." And I was like, "All right, we're good. gosh, so many good. emotions on this yeah. pod today." See, that's, what, that's what Bender does. Yeah. It's, Bender moment. It's, so she it. saw me hit because she actually came to the doubleheader oh, yeah, the week no. before, and she was not proud of us. Oh, <laughs> yeah, she was like, "Dad, it's, did, it's, did she it's explain okay. that in the car on the way?" Dad, you Dad, try hard. I am not proud. I of saw you try hard, or any of your friends. So there. So now we move on. So where does that win rank? All time Bender wins. I mean, we're. I mean, we. I immediately would think easily top five. It's in the pantheon. Yeah. Maybe even higher. I mean, we had that '40s win that I I thought was special. Aaron was there to cheer us on, on the sidelines. That was in the overtime. But really, walk-off. really fun season. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big one for me. Of course, you know you, the first wins in probably sevens and elevens are up there. But I don't know. I mean, I know it's top of mind right now. But we're gonna talk about this one for a long time. I think. I think from a heart and hustle and. Uh, what you know the the Vegas line? It's probably one of the greater ones, especially because I mean I just again I just love watching Travis yeah. around. Yeah. That, that was just made it. Travis and that, Jake are that like made my, it my super favorites. Fun. I think the only thing that keeps it maybe from being number one is I don't know the other team that well. Like I don't know how good the Amazon Internationals really are. They they were good. I mean we yeah. were. If you watch, they had they didn't have a weak link. They were right. all good players, and if you looked what we had on the field, we've never been more of an underdog. Based on how upset they were after we won, I <laughs> yeah, feel like they... Because we've been that before when we lose we to... So, team. based on their reaction to watching us celebrate, I 
I think they expected to win. I think um, there are other games, <laughs> Graham, to answer your question, where we're playing against a rival of guys we really don't like losing to that probably feel a little bit sweeter. But this one, um, as far as like overcoming the odds, I'd say it's it's, it's up there. It's up yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Now we've got to pay it off next week, though. Now we've got right. It's like Diego. The, uh, speaking of teams, we really want to beat. Talk yeah. about revenge. Yeah. Yeah, it's That's, gonna be a big one on Sunday. You yeah, know. Yeah. Hopefully, well, we won't have Kevin back, and we still won't have Graham. But we should have Luke and Carlton, which will help tremendously. Um, but you know, if we lose, then it's pretty clear that Travis and Jake are what, mm-hmm. uh, what they expect yeah. to go around. This. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Luke and Carlton. You should have traded Jake <laughs> and Travis for Luke and Carlton. I think that's the only way to look at it if you lose next week. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, it was it was special to watch on the sideline. I, I, I felt mentally completely exhausted. I bet. Uh, yeah. It's hard not you, to be You were every bit part of it. Yeah. You, you, you All I can do involved. is yell at the ref. I almost wish. I've never yelled at the ref on the field. ref to yell at. That yes, we awful. You know, had a Facebook Live or something that we could have followed. You know, that was that was my bad. I, I, I think my managerial uh, debut was uh, nothing short of lacking, terrible. Lacking uh, in areas. I didn't do any live feeds. The only videos I got uh, were a couple of Jake, uh, you know, looking looking like he was dead out on we, the field. We, we should have, all of us failed at this, we should have videoed the PKs. Yeah. And we're all sitting there. That's hard, though, in, yeah. in the moment, but, you know. But, but I was, looking back, should have gotten the phone. I would have loved to see that. Yeah. yeah. At the, at the very least. Well, if that if that would happen, though, would the result have been correct? The same? That's, That's a more philosophical ads. question. You don't want to change it out the universe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so next week got got magic spin. I'm going to be there again, but I think instead of managerial duties, I'll have babysitting duties. Yes. That's yeah. right. You yeah. are That's key right. to taking yes. care of Will and Wes. Um, I did enjoy the fact Kevin is a father of three girls. Uh, yes. Aaron has a how old is Will now? Will is 15 months. So Will is 15 months. Luke has a, a young boy Wes who's about the same age as Will. Yeah, a little bit older. A little bit older. older. And then he, but, he has one that's also seven yeah, days old, boy. I think. <laughs> um, and so in order for Luke to get out of the house, one, Bender has stepped up and taken his family food each of the last six nights. Part of me wants to say that that's because the players on Bender have an amazing heart and will always help out <clears throat> our brethren. The other part of me knows that by doing so, his wife can't say no to him coming to the game on Sunday. <laughs> he may bring West. So Kevin, who has three girls, you know, babysitting isn't the easiest job, but he was so fired up about playing with dinosaurs and trucks and, and dump trucks. RVs, he's gonna He's going to be the best possible babysitter those young boys can We have. are just going to be crashing shit on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. There won't be a Barbie in sight. <laughs> Speaking of young boys, uh, Champions oh, League. What a great uh, segue! That was a nice, uh, a nice victory for the underdog. He's a peacock captain. You got to let him fly. It's, I mean, <laughs> amazing. Young boys beat uh, Man U in the Champions League. What was it? Two, two to one. Two to one. Jesse Lingard with the, the pass last, back. Last minute of extra time, yeah. right? Yeah, I know. I and I'm always on Jesse Lingard for no no apparent reason. I like to just give him a hard time, and I do. I think he's a good player, but. That pass back was, oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. It seemed like when he went to Man United, he was kind of like, you know, his attitude wasn't where it needed to be, right? He was a little too flashy. He needed to work a little harder. And then when he got sent out on loan last year, he played really well for West Ham. Really well. 
And now he's back, and it's like there's still no spot in him in from the squad, and man, you puts him in. Well, everybody thought he was going to stay with, with West Ham, right? Right. Was yeah, deal. I wasn't even. Yeah. When I, go back out on the somewhere. Yeah, go out, yeah. Yeah. Right. Same. But he you know, he got subbed on in the EPL last week and scored, too. Right. So right. it's obviously a good player, just too bad he had to make that pass, Ooh. but really fun for— Really fun for the rest of us. Yeah, for a, a yeah. U.S. guy to score that goal. It, it was such a good pass. You had to look at it a couple times. I mean— that the offensive guy hadn't made that pass. Exactly. Yeah. It couldn't have been a more perfect pass. That. It had no pace on it. No. Just yeah, zero. It was, it was, <laughs> I've made zero. some of those being in the Oh, back. yeah. We've seen, we've seen uh, plenty of those. I Not from too. you specifically, but yeah. we've all no, played especially those I remember, yeah. I remember no, trying no. to head one back to Shane, and I was a perfect header yeah. over his head into the goal. Like, yeah. uh, I've done that several times back there. It's hard to judge sometimes. And yeah. I think as a... Now, he's not a defender, but as a defender, sometimes it's a little thankless in that, you know, you want to play it back and build from the back. But there's a lot of times Graham and I have touched it one too many times or, you know, hit a pass to the middle that gets intercepted. Oh, and yeah. It's just dead goal. But yeah. you can't do that in that situation. No. Like Jordan, Jordan P-Folk? Yeah. P-Folk, yeah. Sibichu? Make he's my folk the P-Folk. you got to let him fly. He's yeah. on fire. Yeah, he is. Yeah. That is nice. And then Liverpool. Big game in the Champions League as well Big yesterday. Champions League yesterday against Milan. Um, the first, I, I was reading a stat, the first, I think it was the first 12 minutes of the game, they had 15 shots. I mean, something oh, ridiculous like yeah. that. And, yeah. and it just looked like the 18-19 it looked like the 18, 19 Liverpool, the way they were pressing, the way they were running around the field. Um, and then all of a sudden their defense without Van Dijk look like the 16-17 or 17-18 Liverpool because um, in a matter of moments in the last four minutes of the first half they went from being <clears throat> controlling the game up one nothing to down 2-1 but um, it was yeah they came back in front of the cop you know I think some magic things happen in front of the cop it's, well, it's amazing it, they said at the beginning of the broadcast they always want to attack the cop in the second the second half always so you know you think about the they're, Barcelona they're game onto something there yeah I mean there's just all these magical moments happen in front of the cop uh, which is their you know the second half end uh, of the field at um, at Anfield and so Jordan Henderson's a guy that I I at when he was when he was playing back in the, the Steven Gerrard days and he was kind of labeled as the next guy, he gets so into the game that he would always try to do a little too much. He would always try to make the perfect pass, the perfect through ball, instead of kind of touching it and, and being a little more careful with it. He's he's now settled into being that guy and he shot just at the right moment to hit the game winning goal off a corner, kinda of came out, he was out at the eighteen and, and hit a perfect one timer down in the goal. So Jordan I apologize for hating on you early on. You've grown into your role. You're you're a good captain, and, and he plays the game kind of in a rhymer style. I like to think. So this week, rhymer's a fan of, of Henderson. correct. Exactly. And also, let's not skip over the fact that we beat the dog piss out of Leeds um, <laughs> on Sunday as well. Sunday, Bender win, Liverpool win. If only the Jags could have held oh. up their, their end of the bargain, but we won't talk about American two, football. Two, two, out of, two out of three ain't bad. So Reimer is the Liverpool guy, as, you, as all our listeners know, but Aaron, our friend Aaron here, is a, is a Leeds guy. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about you know why you love Leeds, why you follow Leeds. Yep. So going, going back to my uh, youth and what, what got me involved in soccer was, you know, there was only a couple of games on a weekend. So, you know, you maybe get like an APL game, um, you get some highlights here and there. And I remember in, I think it was like 1995, so this was after the, the World Cup in the U.S., um, there was a forward for Leeds United, uh, Tony Yaboa, 
who scored two unbelievable goals. I'll um, I'll actually get the video and we can put it on our on our Twitter page. Yes. Uh, so we get some get some highlights. But he scored two unbelievable volley goals that I remember recording on a VHS tape <laughs> and a VCR. Um, and I would watch these uh, these two goals that he scored were just like unbelievable crackers. And it's um, racist. <laughs> just just bombs that he hit from uh, from outside the eighteen. And I, I used to love watching that. So that got me interested in Leeds. Uh, fast forward to early two thousands. Um, you know, Leeds is in the Champions League semifinal. Uh, they had a great run of. Uh, you know, with players like Mark Viduka, Harry Kuehl, um, all those players, um, you know, kind of put leads on, you know, one of the, the better teams in the premiership. Um, fast forward, they fall on hard times. They get relegated um, a couple times. And then um, in the last five years, they've um, made a pretty good run. And now they're back to the Premier League. So it's good to see them, you know, kind of be in the, the nonconformist guy. I like teams like that that have a little bit of a story to them. Um, and... Leeds, Leeds is definitely definitely that now. They play a, a pretty crazy brand of soccer. So, no matter who they're playing, whatever you're watching, you're going to see goals. You're going to see, you know, whether for or against, uh, you're going to see uh, an interesting game. So it was that's, that's it was like. last year when they returned to the Premier League, right? Where they it was came the first out game of the season, and wasn't they just it? They, they just crushed Liverpool, yeah. right? They came out and beat them, and it, you know Liverpool's coming off all of this amazing. Um, you know, this amazing run and here's this Leeds team that was just running up and down the field matching them you know you don't yeah. a lot of teams pull back when they play Liverpool because of their pressing style and they just went right at them and it was I was like okay this is fun now I see why yeah. why Aaron kind of likes it they score goals they were scoring goals yeah. like crazy yeah their their coach is is known for that he's he's been around for for a bunch of years he's coaching South America across Europe and he's um you know they talk about is it the uh the Bill Belichick, um, you know, tree within the, the NFL. Um, he's definitely got his, like, you know, disciples, and Pep Guardiola is probably one of the biggest ones, but everybody kind of goes back to say, hey, I learned this from, you know, Bielsa, and he's the one who taught us all this stuff. So he's got some some pretty wild ideas that are kind of spreading all throughout soccer now. So, Are you, you worried about them at all, being kind of down there only with two points after four games, or you still feel like? Not really. Okay. Not really. Well, they got a tough one tomorrow, so. Yeah. We'll yes. Yeah. Tomorrow they have that's to, tra- actually, that's to actually travel. A big game. Big game. Travel the tide side there. Yeah. Newcastle. A, Newcastle leads. It's a tight. Uh, Vegas has that one a pretty tight game. Yeah. I mean, that's a good Friday afternoon for us here in the it's, states. It's kind of. It's a must win for both teams. Yeah, I feel yeah. like. So, are you rooting for Newcastle, Kevin? Or are you I jumping s- ship well, and uh, switching teams on us? Sunday after my seventh old fashioned, I may have oh, made this some a, comments about this was controversial here. Well, and 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 giving my sports teams, I was I, I didn't get to choose Florida State. I grew up going to the games. My granddad was one of the first boosters. I took over the boosters. Grew up going to the game. I had no choice with Florida State. Uh, anybody that follows college football knows what happened to them Saturday night. I won't even repeat what happened to them against Jacksonville State. Uh, and then Jaguars. You didn't, I didn't really get to choose. Uh, 20 years living here, I've just become a diehard Jaguars fan. Uh, and we know what happened to them on die Sunday. easy. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> so with my Premier League team, it was the one team that I got to choose. And um, – so we were talking Sunday that, damn it, I want a, at least the team I choose to be good. Um, so we were having some discussions about me jumping ship, but I'm not going to do it. 
Uh, just yet, just yet. The, win- the transfer window has closed. It, 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 <laughs> well, and we do have Leeds, and we did, then next week we have Watford. So in two weeks, I may be back on this podcast, already jump ship with a New Jersey on, but uh, right now I'm hanging Yeah, you got to stay. It'll be fun tomorrow. The, the team honest. he's leaning towards, because of all the talk when Luke was picking his team and, and heard the background, is the Hammers. And then also Billy Horschel who uh, my wife works with uh, on his management company, has become a hardcore West Ham fan. Won on the European tour last week, went to dinner with... Declan Rice and Mark Noble. Mark Noble. And so there was a lot of hammers. Come on, you irons talk on the back porch, which also was pushing Kevin. That's such a cool, like, relationship there. I feel like the... Big time golfer goes over there and like I'm gonna have you know dinner with. Uh, he's got a West Ham bag, yeah, uh, golf bag, and and he's he's passionate about it. He's he's yeah. a sports guy. He's a big Gator guy, um, but yeah, very passionate about about the Hammers now. Yeah, I like Antonio too. You know, he's that big football player that looks like somebody just picked him off the football team, and <laughs> reminds me when my dad took over coaching at Taylor County High School, uh, the soccer team was terrible. And the first thing he did, he knew my brother, which was a really good player, and, and I was a really good player. My brother was going into his freshman year, and then I was two years behind him. He knew, you know, with, with the two of us and some of our friends that were good, we he wanted to kind of get the program headed in the right direction. So he went to the football field. This was – he took over coaching at the high school, went to the football field, the football practice, picked about three or four guys out, begged them to just come out, to one practice and just see if they liked it. Put one of them in goalie, who just absolutely was a phenomenal goalie for four years. He, he picked the freshmen, the fast, big football guys. And all of a sudden, we were competing for state. These guys four years later. So Antonio reminds me of some of those forwards we had. Just Amazing. big and fast. So I remember, so I coached my son, rec league, soccer, and, and he had some friends that, that ran track. Just super, super fast kids. And I remember you telling me that your dad would just say, don't even try to shoot. Just yeah. dribble it in a goal. Dribble it like, in just goal. run as fast as you can and just try to dribble it in. Yeah. Don't shoot because yeah. the minute you try to kick the ball, you're going to miss. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. just dribble it in a goal. And I did that with this young guy, Will, and he was awesome. 100%. He would scream at them, do not shoot, because they would <laughs> shank it, hit it over, dribble it in the goal because they were so fast. Uh, so it was it was a fun, talk about a fun style of soccer. Um, your dad have a, a tree as well? Does he have decided? Yeah, yeah, he, he really should. Uh, when he stepped down, I don't, I don't think they've even gotten out of district yet. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, we were talking to Antonio here. Unfortunately, he went out and got himself a couple yellow cards this, uh, this past weekend. Kind of stinks for West Ham as far as the Premier League goes. Yeah. Still eligible for Europa, I think. But does that... Does that have some implications on some of our fantasy teams? I don't know. I think he, he was the hot buy. He was the well. I traded for him that yeah, week because I was like, scoring Wilson goals. was hurt. I had Wilson Newcastle. So as my allegiance, I was like getting this Antonio guy. I love love this big football player. And what does he do? Gets a red card and goes minus one. Right. Yeah. So you have to do deal with him. Aaron, do you have him in your do lineup? Not. Okay. And Rhymer, you had him, but correct? Th- you had him from the beginning, didn't you? Yeah, I've had him and, and Ben Rama from the start. And that's probably why I'm, you know, high up in the top five is is those guys have right just now, been right? ridiculous. Um I think the hard part is you, you can normally hide one of your strikers on the bench. If, if you have three decent forwards, you can hide one of them on the bench for one week, which is all it is with Antonio, right? He's just out 
Yeah, just one week. He'll, he'll actually yeah. play today, I bet, in, the, yeah. in Europa. Right, and then he'll sit out this weekend. Which might not be the worst thing for him. He's a little injury-prone anyway. Um, Big one against Man U this weekend. Yeah, so what the problem is is that I also have DCL from Everton. That's Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Yeah, that's my problem. <laughs> yeah. So I have both of them. So I, I, I'm either going to go in with one forward that's not going to play, or I've got to figure out how to which one of those guys to switch. So I, I'm, I'm playing my wild card. That's this what week. I, I thought. I thought that was the playing case. Playing my wild card, so you get one every half season, right? Yes. And yes. so I've got one wild card where, and that allows you to switch your entire team, free transfers through the whole squad. Um, there's also a free hit that allows you to do that, but then you go back to your original team right. um, after that. That is so that's correct. Uh, so I've used my wild card. I have no problem saying that in using my wild card, I have, I have sold my soul to the devil. Ronaldo. And I have brought Ronaldo in <laughs> as one of my strikers. Wow. But in doing so, I've actually kept Antonio. So my three strikers right now are Lukaku, Ronaldo, and Antonio. Wow. Uh, Did you manage to keep Salah with that? I have Salah. And then I have Trent. And so those are my, you know, those are your big, big, big money players. I'm, I may be sacrificing. I'm definitely sacrificing my bench. You know, if, if one of my players is out, there's no guarantee that the guys on my bench are going to play. Um, and I'm sacrificing a little bit more in the midfield. I really wanted to get uh, Jota from Liverpool. I think at 7.7, I think is his price. You take the four guys that are going to rotate and play up top for Liverpool and he is by far the least expensive. Firmino's up in the nine range. Mane is in like eleven point five range. So to get Jota, who scores just as many goals as anybody not named Salah, you get him for seven point seven, and he's he's not a bad player to have. You run the risk of him not starting and only getting thirty minutes or fifteen minutes in a game. But um, you know he's he's. He's actually playing a lot more than Firmino right now, who's not only hurt, but I feel like is on kind of the the downside of his Liverpool career. I wasn't able to do that because you, of because of all the other guys I have in the lineup. I was not able to get Jota in, so I, I only have Trent and Salah from Liverpool. I went with some guys that are in that kind of five to six and a half range to fill out the team. Gray from Everton is playing really well. He's scored a couple times. And I also think without DCL in the lineup, that only increases his chances of scoring. Uh, Gallagher, who's a loney from um, Chelsea, Chelsea is playing really well at Crystal Palace. Um, he is. I, I also like the fact that they've got this new forward up top, Edouard, Edouard, who came in and scored like two goals in six minutes in his debut last week for Crystal Palace. Um, so maybe that helps Gallagher out with some assists. Um, we'll see. I've kept Ben Rana, Ben Rama in the lineup, so we'll see how it goes. I think once I have those three forwards all healthy and playing, that's a pretty formidable front line um, to go with. I, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Is Did, the wild card your team going forward? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you can make I, I that move. I need to look too. into that. Yeah. I mean, you, if you if you have about, I'd say you have to have at least four moves you want to make, or else yeah, I, it might yeah. not be worth Kevin's it. It's all about abandoning teams. I'm just, <laughs> just <laughs> yes, 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 his whole fantasy yeah, squad. I've had a rough rough run here. <laughs> but Reimer, did you ever did you give thought to since you had Antonio from the beginning, you've built up some equity with him, so he's probably worth about seven seven, seven, and yeah. you could go without him and have Jota in there. But you feel like I I I just feel like he is a strong player and I like West Ham the way they're made up I think he's going to continue to perform when he's healthy he's going to start 
I think he takes their PKs. Um, I think. Yeah. To go yeah, back and look. He's on so, and at seven point seven, he's. I have him for what seven point five. You know, from when I bought him, I could right. sell him for a little seven, more. Seven, right. um, he's just such a strong player that why, if he was out for multiple games like DCL, then I'd I'd sell him because DCL it's, they're not they don't know he's probably mid October by the time he comes back and that's a lot of dead weight to hold. But with only one game, I'm not quite ready to. But the nice part is with him and Ronaldo, and Lukaku. If I sell any of those guys, it it gives me some. Some yeah, extra you bank, you know, I can bring in a Bamford at eight or, you know, um, some of the guys that Edward right now is only 6.5. And if he's going to start up top, I'd like to see how that lineup shakes out at Crystal Palace. But if he keeps it up, he's going to be a good buy at a forward where you could sell one of these guys and then have extra money to, to spend in the midfield. But you need kind of two free transfers. To yeah, do that. So I think we'll it's only a matter of time before he comes in for Benteke and. And uh, yeah. the only thing with Gallagher is Milivojevic, if he's, he's going to start getting more time. But, you yeah. know, let's just watch that team. They were fun to watch last week, and they smoked my yeah. Spurs. And they hadn't been scoring a lot of goals up until that point. Right. So it'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. So Reimer on wildcard. Kevin is researching Consider, right he's already now. Looking he's at trying to make phone, moves phone, right phone. now. Aaron, Aaron, where do we stand with you? You came out, wild card thing. came out with a bang in the first week of the fantasy season. He triple captained, uh, it was Bruno, Bruno right? Yeah. Triple captain Bruno. It's been a little bit quiet, but anything, yeah. anything brewing on your team right now? Not really. I'm uh, I'm still getting my feet wet with all of the. Uh, there's a lot. There's 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 a lot going on here, uh, but I, I definitely enjoy it. This is the first time doing uh, doing the EPL fantasy, and uh, I think I'll get better, I'll get stronger as the season goes along. Um, yeah, I think the it, it proves the rest of what my the rest of my other team is like. I triple captain Bruno, and he went off. He had a hat trick. Um, I think he got what was it like 50 or 50 points on his own something like that yeah mm-hmm. um and then the rest of my squad were all like ones so um, yeah you didn't even win that week yeah did I, didn't, I, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. Did, did, did not win <laughs> uh and right now i'm like firmly i feel like right in the middle of the of the table so i need to i need to make some well, make some moves this is the first time i haven't been in the lower third at maybe lower fourth um so just if you're one if you're in the middle you're doing you're doing well uh just yeah, pay attention to kind of the the defenders. Pay attention to maybe there's sometimes there's names like a guy like Conte or a guy like Pogba, with the exception of this year, who have big names, but just because of where they play, right. they just don't score a lot of fantasy points. Yeah. When Alden was like that with Liverpool, like he's in the starting a really lineup, good midfielder, but not, not right. Assisting. He just doesn't get a lot of assists. He sits a little further back, um, you know. And then there are these other midfielders who are literally forwards, like Mo Salah is a forward, yeah, like and for some son. reason he's in there as a midfielder, yeah, like Son. Yeah, um, who who you know, those are guys that are worth keeping an eye on as well. Yeah, it's pretty good. Everyone's got their phones out here, just like scrambling. What do we do? Crushing now through it. Crushing well, through because it. we do we need to make our moves before tomorrow's game. So yes. tomorrow yeah. for us, one thirty. Yeah. Before one thirty tomorrow, lock, you, need to, you need to lock in your your moves. So yeah. you got a little time, but okay. if you're going to play that wild card, you can kind of go back and forth. Um, I think we should move on to our CKFU section. If anyone has anything right now, I mean, there's been... Uh, well, we haven't gotten into Honduras. I d- yeah, I was going to kind of... I mean, we could use that as a little bit of a CKFU part. Yeah, um, that's yeah, that's. Fine. Did you happen to watch? There was an interesting video that came out yesterday from the U.S. men's national team, kind of some behind the scenes of that game. So, so one... FU for not getting more than two points in the first two games. I think we covered that a little bit. Right. But, but how do you go 
draw Canada, draw up. I don't even El Salvador. Um, it, that was a little frustrating. El Salvador, you can explain a little because of where we were playing. The Canada, yeah, I don't, Canada I don't, though, like watching them that. play, like to me, that's how they almost look like Taylor County. Yeah, yeah. They went out and got some really, really fast dudes who Canada's not run around the field. They're, they're not the, the old Canada that didn't like yeah. never made any, any noise in Concacaf and in, in like our, in our region. I they're, think they're every bit as good as Mexico and every bit as good as the U.S. They've got, they've I got think they're players. a really good team. I think Davies is I'll obviously Davies the star, is. but um, they've got some other guys that can that've got good ball skills and run around, and they seem to they seem to know who they are as a team. Where like. The U.S. seems to be still searching yeah. for that. Well, Canada ended up beating El Salvador at home three 0 which makes it which mm-hmm. yeah. our tie against El Salvador look yes silly. But they to me they look like how the U.S. should look on the field. They look they look superior from an athleticism standpoint. They can run around you and they they are fast and they know how to use that. For us as a country, there's no reason that shouldn't be us. Um, so anyway. Uh, a little bit of an fu to Weston McKinney. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Honestly, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, you should not be getting sent home. And I, I, you know, I think he was out past curfew. I don't know the exact reasons why, but like, we're counting on you to be like. And it's weird that he's one of the older statesmen on the team, but don't get sent home. Like, you need to be you need to be leading the team by example, not doing things that end up getting you sent away when we need you the most. Exactly. Yeah, and you got to figure it's yeah something. Serious, somewhat serious to pretty legitimate, to, right? To, uh, yes, so it's not just like a, you're late to a meeting. It's probably more than that. But yeah, well, Landon Donovan, I guess, made a statement that yeah, it was serious. I don't remember his exact statement, but it was something along the lines well, of I thought Landon Donovan's got his he, he's so, yeah, <laughs> he's somehow in, in, well, and maybe maybe he's a little dramatic, yeah. but uh, um, <laughs> the Honduras game, I'll say that fu is the coverage. We're at a sports bar. We, we're at a sports bar with 100 TVs, and they can't pick up the game. We had to watch it on Graham and Travis's phone. Well, that's what I said. I, I said I had to download the, the CBS, uh, the, the Paramount Plus, to get the game. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's terrible. Yeah. I watched the Univision coverage. Uh, yeah. yeah, when which, I got home. Which was fine. Yeah. But still, I should half. probably be able to get it in the language of the country, the pr- most predominant language of the country I live in. I'm, I'm fine watching it in Spanish. and I, Yeah. I, but it was, uh, I mean, that's annoying. Like, yeah. again, why is the sport not growing? That could have something yes, to do with it. We're at a sports bar that they could probably, you know, find a high, any high school team football game that you want to watch. It's more important than that. But we couldn't here. find the U.S. qualifying for the World Cup uh, game. I don't know. I guess the good thing is we, last time we were on this pod, we had two points. And what we said, what would, be, what would we want? Of course, we want five. It didn't quite happen the way we thought it would happen, but we got those other three points. And here's what I will say. It's kind of the opposite of the FU. Um, it's the what, what, good on you, whatever we want to call that, G-O-Y maybe. Um, the goy. A, a, uh, a lot of managers in Berhalter's position, they have a lot of pride and they think they're smarter than everybody. Berhalter realized in the first half he had made a mistake with the formation and the roster. And at halftime, you hear him say, we're going to bring in Robinson, we're going to bring in Aronson, and we're going to bring in, I can't remember who the third one was. And we're going to go back to playing a 4-3-3. And it's part of that video that U.S. men's national team, if you go, his his halftime speech was really good. He didn't say to the team, I screwed up. But he did say that in an interview later, that I had the wrong formation and the wrong roster in the game. And so for him to make those changes, and then Robinson to immediately get a goal... Clearly, they had 
they had the wrong roster out there in the wrong formation the first half. And at least he was smart enough to to not have the pride to say, no, we're going to stick and do this my way. No, we're going to switch back. Yeah, yeah. And, and on the, the flip side of that, I believe the, the Honduran coach, they were up 1-0 at half. He ended up making, I think he made two or three changes at halftime. So he, he did the, uh, the the opposite Burhalter, and I don't know if, how much that helped. But That's called the Steve Bruce. Yeah. So oh, Steve. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure the Honduran fans, it's a FU to, to their coach. Yeah. But a really good step a really good step forward to yes. October. We have three three more games in October. I'm gonna go out and say this right now, bold prediction that oh. they get more than five points in those three yes. games in October. So what what's the what's the point? Seven then? Yeah, I mean they just need six. More you know. And so who, two who wins and a who we playing and a loss. Yeah, right, it has to be seven. I mean it could be two wins and a loss. It's still six. It's That's true. More than, right, more, more than, than five. five. I'm going more than five. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't even looked at uh, I think we actually might play some big boys it might be Jamaica, Mexico I, I know Jamaica's the first one and there you go, alright, that's a win well, it's interesting because like I don't know I feel like Costa Rica has had some really good teams in the past or at least they after Mexico and now what appears to be after Canada are they all very similar? Like, is other than how the hell we didn't beat Trinidad and Tobago, like they're not even in it now. <laughs> right. Yeah. But like when you take Honduras and El Salvador and Jamaica, and I'm probably missing a couple here. Panama, Costa Rica. Panama, Costa Rica. Oh, they are all basically a bunch of guys that I think so. some play in the MLS. Like, in, like somebody said the guy that scored from Honduras plays in a, a, like Algeria or something. <laughs> like like, like he, he's not even in a... MLS league, but are they all basically? I would say, the yeah, same? not to put them all in you one little basket, but I mean, it, you know, yeah. they should be winning. The U.S. should be winning, but it's yeah. more like you should be winning. You're going to get about the same type of competition. Right? Yeah, sure. It is not Mexico. It's Jamaica, Panama, Costa Rica. So yeah, so we're we're at home to Jamaica, away to Panama, and then at home to Costa Rica. And all three of those teams, I hate to say it, you could end up with three points. Like you could yeah. end up with zero. Like oh. the way we play against those teams, you could be yeah. nine and it could be zero. And, and I feel like people are too quick to, to judge. Like, yes. Yeah, like they're, we, we didn't do well against Canada, but, uh, you know, people are already talking about it. Is Berhalter going to lose his job? Yeah. Are we not going to qualify for the World Cup? It's like, calm down. This is a this 14 rounds. Well, I'm one of those. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm impatient with this team. Well, calm, only, down, calm down, Ram. Only because the scars and yeah, the scar true. tissue is that's still true. there it, from it, it last time. Hits. I have a hard time. And I'm a Jaguars fan. It's it, You have a hard time when your teams have been just bad a of, and you see the same thing. A lot of hurt. A lot of yeah. hurt in your, in your fandom. Yeah. I just feel like the thing, I don't know, I wish Josh Sarden had stepped up a little bit um, because I believe he's pretty good, but it's just like there's that one guy up top that that the, the U.S. team needs that can just turn and score. Peacock. Uh, or or <laughs> BK. If BK comes back, he seems like he's that guy, but I also don't know that yeah. maybe he's that guy not. Peppy. Yeah, Peppy. Peppy is exciting. Is he a forward? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's some hope then. Yeah. Who's, yeah. Anybody, any other bold predictions? Here I like yours, Graham. Um, I'm not going to make a bold prediction about Bender because last time I did that, it didn't go well for us. Um, so maybe my bold prediction is that the six week time frame that we have for Kevin's ankle, maybe we get him back a little quicker. My bold prediction is we're 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 coming back before six weeks. Yes. <laughs> my rehab girl yesterday got onto me a little bit. Uh, and we argued how long it had been. She's like, it's been two weeks and two days. I was like, no, it's been at least four weeks. Like, uh, so this is painfully slow. But uh, we're going to try to make it under the six-week time. Yeah, just do the right thing. Get back get, get back the right way. We yeah. need you. Yeah. Well, and also another bold prediction is we're going to need Aaron 
He played here long enough. He knows soccer people in Jacksonville. We need a couple of 30-year-old recruits from Aaron's contacts. Maybe get, I don't know when Dax McCarthy's done playing soccer. Maybe get him down here. We could lure him down with a job at, at Hicks Realty. Absolutely. Yeah, he could stay um, in the back room here. Yep, so we need... Uh, I would get him a job. I'd pay for his, uh, <laughs> I'd pay his entries. It would be, wouldn't be the first time you, you put somebody on scholarship. So. No, that's so good. Scholarship. Okay, well, there it is. We'll, we'll put it out there. Perfect. All right, boys. Well done. Really fun. Yeah. Glad you came on, Aaron. Welcome to the pod. Me. Can't wait to have it's you good, back. Good to be here. I'll, I'll be around. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good one. All right. Bye. Bye.